everybody. Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, what's up? Brand new over the line hot takes. Here we go, baby. Almost at the end of the week, but uh, not quite there. This is your kickoff party for the weekend. When you watch a Thursday edition of Hot Takes, you know it's almost Friday. We're almost, you may be watching this on Friday. It may already be the weekend for you. College football kicks off. So excited about everything. Uh, this weather is cooling off a little bit. It's not quite fall, but we're getting there, and it's going to be absolutely amazing. This has been the most miserable summer. Thanks to climate change. Anyway, thank you all for hanging out with the share, like, comment, do all the stuff. You know the things, all the stuff and things. I came across a video, and it was a, a doctor on TikTok, and he was talking about Joe Biden and how much plastic surgery he's had. Now, we often talk about what Joe Biden is taking in order to continue to go on to talk, to get up at press conferences or speeches or whatever. But we don't talk enough about Joe Biden's plastic surgery. And I thought this doctor did a pretty good job, brought up some things I didn't really think about when it comes to Joe Biden. Here it is. President Biden's colleagues are now accusing him of having too much plastic surgery. Do we think he's had plastic surgery? President Biden is now 82 years old. I think he's definitely had some plastic surgery. And I don't think it's necessarily recent plastic surgery. I think he's had procedures throughout the years. And he has some of the telltale signs of plastic surgery. Starting with his hair, we can see that even 30, 40 years ago, his hair was thinning quite dramatically. And then we see some signs that he underwent a hair transplant procedure. And probably one of the older techniques because you can see some of the unnaturalness to the hairline and and the way that the hair was grafted. Secondly, if we look at his brow, there's some telltale signs there, particularly if we think about other actors like Burt Reynolds or singers like Kenny Rogers. He has that same look to the upper brow and upper eyes where there's an unnatural appearance to the lines. If we look at his brown lines on the side, normally they would come like this and come down slightly, but on him we see they're turned up and going this way. So at some point he definitely had some sort of a brow lift procedure. And in men, as I always say, it can make them look feminine or a little odd in the brow. And we see that in President Biden. Secondly, he has some telltale signs of a facelift. He definitely has slight pixie ears. We see again the pole on the side of his face. Also when he's turned to the side in certain angles we can see some of the signs near the ear and in the neck here where it looks like at some point he had a facelift. Next if we go to his eyes. We do see throughout the years that he had some prominent eye bags where he was looking tired. Then we see them kind of go away, come back a little, go away. Also you can see a change in his eye shape, possibly a little bit to the brow, but also the upper eyes and under his eyes we can see again the signs that a lower blepharoplasty was done because his eye shape is quite dramatically changed here as well a little bit of bunching of the skin there then I think throughout the years he's probably done touch-ups with Botox and fillers but overall I think he's had a significant amount of plastic surgery throughout his career yeah Joe Biden's just like you he is just like you having plastic surgery and taking amphetamines he's average Joe (laughs) plastic surgery I I you know, I mean, it is what it is. If you have plastic surgery, that's fine. But I, I just, <laughs> like, Joe Biden is the type that has always been concerned with his appearance, right? Because you got to convince people that you're a, you're a normal guy. You're not an old, broken-down 
you know, geriatric, senile old man. And uh, Joe Biden is all of those things. You know, it's important to do that. I I just wanted to get to the bottom of that in case y'all had Joe Biden plastic surgery on the brain. By the way, Vaporforge, bringing you this part of the show, Vaporforge.com, Vaporforge.com, 4673, Highway 280-205-874-901-0. Y'all know about Vaporforge. I don't have to tell you. Hey, with Donald Trump back here, this reminds me. So a couple days ago, we had a situation where I had a, a larger picture of Donald Trump's mugshot, and I put it in the studio, all right? And when I did that, I thought it was beautiful. Everybody thought it was beautiful. As a matter of fact, our program director, Valerie Viding, came and hung it up. She hung it up for me, and I thought that was very sweet. Um, and then the next day I came in, and it was gone, and it was replaced with a picture of Vivek Ramaswamy. Just a printed picture. Not an eloquent, eloquent, uh, not an eloquent mugshot that I had printed and framed, but just something that somebody had pulled off the printer. This is actually, I got a photo of it here. Let's see if I can pull this up. This is what I hung in the studio. It's beautiful, as you can see. But some monster... Some monster pulled it down and replaced it with that Vivek picture. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to let these people win. I'm not going to let America last people take down my picture of Donald Trump. So I took that picture of Vivek Ramaswamy. I left it there. But I printed off another mugshot, cut the head off, and just put it on the face, on the body of Ramaswamy, as you see here. I'm not going to lose this battle. You hear me? Richard Dixon, if it's you, I'm not going to lose this battle. And I think that's who it is. I haven't gotten to the bottom of it. We'll talk more about it on the show tomorrow. But I think because I found a Bud Light in Richard Dixon's fridge and posted a video of it, I think he's taking that out on me. I thought that was buried. I thought that was old news, but some people just can't let things go, apparently. I want to talk about protesters. This is not going to be a traditional over-the-line podcast. I just got a couple things on my mind I need to get out real quick. Y'all remember the other day, uh, over in Nevada, Burning Man Festival, there were some climate protesters out in the road, and they were blocking traffic. There's one way in, one way out, so they were blocking a lot of traffic. And then I guess the Nevada State Police came through there and they were having none of it. You've probably seen this video, but here it is again. Yeah, baby. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm going to take all of you out. <laughs> we're not violent. 
that is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen when it comes to climate protesting. Here's the thing, dude. If you want to protest, you got to be ready. As I said earlier, if you're going to mess with the bull, get ready for the horns. And that's what's happening here. You want to be a protester. You want to be a martyr for your cause. Well, guess what? You get to be a martyr, cuzzy. Take your lumps. She was, she, was just, she was just standing here. What the fuck? He's running. Oh, oh, that dude's running. He's done. You're done, bro. You're done. Yeah, there you go, buddy. There you go. Way to go, dummy. Boy, and that cop right there. Whoo. You imagine him out there in that Nevada heat. I'd if I was him, I'd be pissed too. I'd be like, I do not I'd rather be sitting in my truck, but you guys gotta act like a bunch of idiots. That's just so good. So yeah, you you've probably you've likely already seen this footage, and the reason I bring it up is because I found another one today, uh, and this one is out. Where is this from? This is in. Hold on, I got it. It's a group called Declare Emergency, a radical group dedicated to nonviolent resistance of fossil fuels while calling for a climate emergency in the United States. They've been terrorizing D.C. residents and tourists recently with illegal protests blocking roadways and closing down museums. So this is in Washington, D.C. And they decided they were going to do the same thing, that they were going to block the the roadways. And there were some people that were on their way to work, and they wasn't having it. Because guess what? When you come in between... People and their ability to provide for their family. That's where the line gets crossed. No matter how passionate you are about fossil fuels and climate change, you're going to make people snap if you don't cut this garbage out. I want to walk. I want to walk. I want to go to walk. Put on the top I want to go to walk. He said, I want to go to walk. He said, I want to go to walk. I want to go to walk. <laughs> this is so. You know what this reminds me of is when I was doing a podcast before 
podcasts were a thing. I was doing the Captain Charisma thing. We would do prank calls live on the air, and there was a, a Chinese restaurant near where I lived, and we would call, and it, it was very juvenile, but we'd call and, like, ask for, you know, uh, chicken, uh, kitty chow mein or something, you know, we were alluding to them, they were eating cats or something, and the guy at that restaurant used to get so angry at me, and it sounded just like this guy. He's like, I'm gonna work. I'm trying to work. You call me. I'm trying to work. He was so angry. And if he probably, that, I don't know, that guy hated my guts. And I really feel bad about it now. We got kids to feed. Time, what the f- are they doing? The f- nothing. Y'all couldn't find a better get way. Get the f- out of here. Get here, black he just gave him the double middle finger. guys over here dancing. Check these guys out right here. They're getting down, having a good time. Just want President Biden to declare a state of climate emergency. Now, come, come on, dude. Who's Who is letting their grandma sit in the middle of the friggin' highway? Are you serious? What a miserable existence these people have. What an absolute miserable waste of life these people are. It's too late for there's nothing that we, any of us can do to stop the carbon emissions from destroying our planet, from destroying our human race, from destroying countless other species upon this planet. We have a very limited amount of time to do this. We have just a little over five years to possibly keep climate catastrophe from happening. Got all that hair dye going on and uh, no self-awareness. She's probably got an iPhone. She's probably, everything she's wearing probably contributed to the so-called climate change she's speaking of. We have to raise awareness now. We have to do everything we can, including causing civil disruption. We need President Biden to act now. We need him to declare a state of climate emergency. I am Captain Daniel Harrington of the Metropolitan Washington Police Department. Now, this is also a joke. You've got the cops out there with a pre-prepared speech saying, if you don't move, we're going to blah, 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 blah. Dude, 
I'm not saying run them over, but if you're the police, zip tie Willie and drag them to the side and leave them there for all I care. Just get them out the way. You are in violation of crowding, obstructing, or incommoding. DC official code 22-1307A. If you do not cease your unlawful behavior and disperse peacefully, you will be arrested. Today is August 26. Time is 1026 hours. You are getting one warning. You are not getting three warnings. This is your only warning. If you do not get up and move out of the roadway, you will be arrested. Because of the nature of the town. So you get one warning. That's it. One warning. Nature of this roadway is necessary. Under arrest. Under arrest. Everyone's under arrest. Under arrest. Stay right there. Stay right here. Everyone's under arrest. And never. Get out of the roadway. Everyone's under arrest. Oh, they're going to arrest him anyway. Oh, that's good. There you go. Now, guess what? Now, now you're going to go to jail and you're not going to be able to do anything for the climate. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Right here. Right here. God, these, these people are so ridiculous. I mean, why? I just. I, Okay, I, I'm I'm not going to continue to try to understand. I just it, it's it's fascinating to me that this these these people don't have somebody in their family that's like, hey, listen, Gramps, listen, you can be sitting at home drinking coffee, you can be playing with the grandkids. Get out of the middle of the road, dude. Get out. It is the most counterproductive thing you could possibly do. Not to mention it puts your life in danger. But whatever, whatever. Some people, we're always going to live in a world where some people don't have any sense. That people are oblivious with no self-awareness. But it's still frustrating. Now, when you see somebody like Oliver Anthony, who's the Richmond, North of Richmond guy, uh, it gives you hope that there are still decent people out there that are like you and I. Oliver Anthony actually went on Joe Rogan's podcast, I guess this was yesterday, and I watched a few clips, and it just, it was a reminder of why I like this guy and why you could tell from the first time you heard his song, you're like, that's a, that's a man's man right there that loves this country, that gets people. Because people in Hollywood, people in the music industry, where they may write songs that you feel like you can relate to, they don't relate to you whatsoever. They don't know what it's like to be you. They don't know what it's like to struggle with the things you're currently struggling with. Maybe they have in the past, but they don't know what it's like to be you today. Oliver Anthony does, and he's connected with so many people. Here's some of the clips from the Joe Rogan podcast just the other day. Um... You know, like there's there's things it says like, uh, and I'll be very brief with this, I promise. But like one thing, ironically, it's uh, Proverbs four twenty, which I thought you would <laughs> like. <laughs> so if there's anything better, perfect. But, Read um, it. Preach. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. 
Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. But um, That's pretty fucking profound. But the whole book of Proverbs is like that. Like, it's not preachy. It's not... It's not what you think. Like, it's... It's like... it's. You know what's crazy is this man was literally... Literally turned into a star overnight. Just days ago. Just, just a couple weeks ago. And he's already on the most famous podcast, dare I say, in the world. And what does he do? He goes on there and he reads the Bible. I don't know that... There is anything more genuine than that. And again, this is why this guy connects with so many people. He he goes on here uh, and he shares his favorite scripture and uh, emotional and gets emotional explaining how giving his heart to God turned his life around. He says, uh, I feel like God is working inadvertently through certain people to get his point across. Uh, here's what that clip, let's see if we can get that going. Stand by. All right, there we go. Here's, uh, Oliver Anthony. wasn't people on guitar, I would be like, I mean, I had never played a paid gig when we, when we played the show at the farm market where Jamie Johnson showed up, that was my first paid gig. Like, I'm not a guy to go out and play live shows, but I can tell you I was so like, um, I was just so at peace being up there. Like it just felt like that's where I was supposed to be, and that and with all of this, it has been like there's no way that Chris from six months ago could handle what's gone on the last two weeks. But I feel just so empowered from all of it, and um, I don't know. I'm telling you, like again, I'm not I'm not anybody special, and I'm certainly not here to preach to anybody. But just from coming from somebody who was just really just in a really just fucked up place, like and I use that word like with discretion but in this case it describes like where i was like that guy found a lot of peace like from this book and from, from looking at things in a different way yeah from looking at things through the eyes well, yeah, of scripture and i think for me it was like i had been in you know i'd been in church growing up and i had been i'd been exposed to all of that but i'd found a lot of um a lot of theatrics and a lot of politics in church and in religion when I was younger. And so it just immediately turned me off to so it. So if you can, take us to, like, what was, like, the day you picked it up? What what was the feeling that you had? Like, what caused you to act? What, what was it like when you did it? Yeah, I mean, I'd been reading it here and there, off and on. And I had for, like, off and on for a long time. Like, because, I, again, I was introduced to it as a kid, but it was really just, like, um, I remember I'd went to the, I went to the ER for everything that was going on. I mean, I thought I was seriously going to die. Now, like do, do you hear two. the curiosity in Joe Rogan's voice? That's huge. He sees the peace within this man and he's asking questions almost as if to say, how do I get that? How do I get what you got going on? 
And I thought that was fascinating. I, I encourage you guys to to go watch it. I haven't even watched it in its entirety yet, but I plan on doing so. But they even talk some politics. They literally talk about a, a little bit of everything. Investing in America means investing in all of America. When I ran for president, I made a promise that I would leave no part of the country behind. So she did do it. She really did tweet it from her account. Is that real? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She really did do it. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. So, of course, when you read his tweets, it sounds like her. Like She's got a very politician way of doing it. There's, she's like an AM radio <laughs> DJ. An AM radio DJ well, version, job, right? like she's version of what a, a press secretary is. Yeah. Like a politician. Because, you know, AM, all right, here we are on the drive. I'm Mike and I'm with The Rock. You know, or whatever. With the fucking sidekick. And maybe that's what attracted people to Trump. And maybe what attracts people to like, um, see, like thank God I haven't. Especially now, at least I've got a good excuse not to keep up with politics anymore because I've got a few other more important things on my plate. But I think that's what attracts people to like that rough, raw, authentic type of speech. Like it's not clean cut and it's not professional, but it's at least like you said, even with Bernie, which who knows? I don't know anything about Bernie, but uh, he's not polished. But at least what he's saying yeah. is like at least you feel like he actually like at least he, believes he actually it. believes it because you, you look at poli- you can look at politicians over a 15 year span and, and like they'll quote something from like, oh, good God, think anybody, any politician from the 90s is going to have a lot different opinions on emotional triggers that we talk about today Bro, politicians from the 90s from the democratic party sound like <laughs> totally nazis different. yeah they sound like nazis there so was this what, like, what does that tell when you, you biden know? passed the crime bill in 94 there's this famous speech that he gives about locking people up so that his wife is safe and so that oh, yeah. they're safe yep. and that i'm safe and it's this it sounds like right ring like a proud boy speech it's fucking crazy it sounds like a p- patriot speech no, like what you worry again, about militia saying i don't i don't i know very little about any of this but my understanding is even i know for sure with hillary clinton but i think even with obama originally their stance was very much against gay marriage and then yes. it flipped around yeah, absolutely absolutely everybody needs to know that i i say this on the show often i say this is this is a big deal for joe rogan to be talking about stuff such as this because it gets the word out to so many people that either don't pay attention or pay attention to just very little politics or or, or news. They don't know anything other than what's just put in their face, which is usually in the form of ABC News, CBS, NBC or the entertainment industry, when they're having an award show and they come out and they talk about how much they love Democrats and the climate, the earth is on fire and all that. That's all they hear. But when they listen to this, they're like, wow. They're getting to hear stuff they don't normally hear. It's also why the media is the enemy of the people. Because they can do so much damage by pumping propaganda into the minds of unsuspecting people. So thank God for Joe Rogan. Thank God for his open-mindedness. And thank God for people like Oliver Anthony, who uh, I hope he has so much success going into the future. I'm out of here. Y'all have a great weekend. I'll see you on the radio tomorrow morning. And a brand new Hot Takes next Tuesday. Until next time. See you, cuz!